Welcome to episode three of the Zone Talk podcast. My name is Jermel, and I'm your host. Also joined today by Devon, Napoleon, and Donovan. Rashad is not with us today, but he will be here with us for the next episode. Uh, we want to start off with something light today. Uh, we'll recap a little bit of week 16, talk about some of our own football inspirations, go into the playoff picture, and some of the news of the NFL this week. And we hope you enjoy. If I had to think of someone that was a big football inspiration, the first person that comes to mind is Ray Lewis. And I feel like most people would say that. <laughs> He's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, what was he on the cover of Madden? Like, 2005. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was, like, subhuman when he was on the field. He was different. He was in the NFL Films commercial. Yeah. He was like, this is how we play. He's like, we coming. We coming. He was mad intense, bro. Like, you definitely mad wanted intense. to be like that when you played. Didn't he have a whole intro in the Madden, too? You remember that now? It was something crazy like that. Like, was that, like, was <laughs> it, that was the first game that introduced his stick. Yeah. yeah. That, that was only the first hit stick, and he was right there. So. When, I, when I think about my football inspiration, this is crazy because it came to me immediately. Like, um, first, first one I thought of, Cam Newton, bro, which is crazy to see where his career is now. Superman. But when I was starting to really? play football. Not T-ball? Nah. Let me get there. Let me get you there. said Cam Newton, but Cam. like Tebow came before Cam, so like I. That's true. My fault. That's my fault true. Still your time. Like, I was gonna get to Tebow, but they both play on the same roster. I'm gonna get there. Cam impacted me a little more because when I saw Cam play in like 2011, like when he was at Auburn, I was like, bro, like this is how like a quarterback should play. I was like, I want to play like Cam, bro. And that was like my freshman. I was like going into my freshman year. I was like playing quarterback for the first season. Oh, so that's why you was acting out on the field when like, you got to Newton. I was like, I'm trying to do what Cam do. So I was um, trying to do that. Why you played a lick of quarterback in his life? Ain't great like Cam or nothing. High school, like, you know, like, play QB. Like, and it's crazy, but um, before that, like, one the inspiration that helped me like pick my number, which was crazy. That shit, I picked it like in uh, I think it was like my 18 year pop Warner. Like, for the first season, I wasn't playing, like, line. I was, like, playing a skill position. They're like, what number do you oh, want? I know you was lit. I was like, hmm, what do I want? And I picked 15, bro, because Tim Tebow, like, he was a huge inspiration for me. Like, he was a beast at Florida, bro. Like, watching him play, like, he, like, was not about the losing. He would just come with intensity. He made his teammates better. He, he looked unstoppable. I remember in high school, he played a game on a broken leg, bro. Like, he's, like, the definition of toughness. So, you, so you're a man of God. I mean, I, you can say that, but that the religion part was just like, all right, that's cool, whatever, like, you know, stand up guy. But, like, it was all My about the on-the-field. got baptized because of Tim <laughs> Nah, it was mostly the on-the-field for me. Like, he was just a dog, and, like, it was all about on-the-field, so yeah. he definitely inspired me. His jump pass was crazy. All that, bro. That like, was, like, next level. That whole floor. The one, one thing that really sticks to me from him is when they lost to Ole Miss, and he did that speech that they have, like, you was watching that before games? They, they, bro, no, I didn't watch it before games, but I seen it a few times. I was like, damn, it's crazy because after that point, they literally didn't lose, and they went to the Natty yeah. and won. And he's had one of the best college careers ever. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, when I think about my inspirations, even though I played a lot of defense, like, 
my inspirations were offensive players and Tim Tebow and probably Cam Newton. And then also, like, like probably, like, LT when I was a lot younger. Oh, yeah, LT. Well, Damian yeah, Thompson. We're not restricted to one here. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's plenty, mm-hmm. but those are the for main sure. ones yeah. for me. There's, this guy, there's guys that affect you in, like, different ways. Of yeah. Like, yeah, Nap, Nap, what about you? Any guys come uh, to mind? For me, it's mad funny when... When, when I was, like, my, my first favorite player, before, like, I knew anything about football, when I first just started watching, what, what, first I can remember was Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Keyshawn. Um, I had, like, you know, obviously, there was other players. Like, we grew up in the Brady era around New England. So, like, we, we, we got to see all that, but, like, when I like my first football memory was at my my brother's nana's house and um I just remember watching a Dallas Cowboys game on like Sunday night or something like that and Keyshawn Johnson scored and I was like oh I want to do that I want to catch a touchdown. But after that, like my dad started introducing me to like the best players and I was like oh shoot, this guy Randy Moss, like Randy? what, <laughs> like what, bro, like. Just throw it up, my dad is. So, like, he had his own, like, verb, bro. So, like, you know how really yeah. impacted us all. Another one for me, um, Devon Cam was huge for me as well. Yeah. I was a big, was a big fan. We That was something we, we talked about a bunch when we were Definitely. younger. It's just tough to see now where his career is. I'm seeing articles about Cam. They're like, oh, will he ever be a starter in the NFL? I mean, I can't say, but I don't think he's done for. I think he, he still has something to prove, and I think he can still – do something in this league. I don't think he's done for. He's thirty-one. Yeah, like, definitely. Absolutely. But I, I did see some headlines that like that's crazy because he's a player that inspired me years ago, and it's like I mean he's still he's still don't don't yeah, word, like five years ago. I don't know five years ago NFL MVP. I mean, so I think he's still capable of showing out. But what yeah, was um, the biggest one for me was Re- was Reggie Bush though. Reggie. Reggie, you can definitely see Reggie Bush in that game. Reggie was <laughs> now Reggie was like transcendental to the game because we had never seen something so just flashy, but also swagger, like terrifying, and swagger. And he had everything, and he was with the right coach. He was with the players' coach. He was in L.A. and he was the <laughs> guy. Reggie was the cut across the field. The the first one to wear the one arm, the first guy to wear the one arm sleeve, and it was only because his other arm sleeve got ripped off in the middle of the game. Then he comes back the next week with one arm sleeve on. We now you see all these college guys wearing wearing all these bands and and one sleeve and whatever. Um, but I feel like we've been talking about offense a lot. Um, some defensive guys for me, my favorite defensive player growing up. Was also a linebacker, but I, I loved Erlacher. Erlacher was like, Erlacher. yeah, he was just like that hard nosed guy. But as I got older, I started to understand how much harder it was to play DB. And I like Ty- Tyron Matthew, like yeah, he changed, yeah. he changed my whole yeah, perspective of like what it means to be like a defensive player because. You think of when you think of like certain positions, you think of guys that can do are good at certain things. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that was good at everything, yeah. and it was just like you could really he was, put him. Anywhere. He was like the definition of a football player because it was like put him in the slot, put him at corner, yeah, put him at safety, have him have him return a punt, hybrid, like, put him at rover, do put him anywhere yeah, on I'm the not field. Lie, that's one 
one that slipped me. Like, I knew I was going to forget one. That's one that definitely got away from me. Tyran, like, the way I, I, I used to rock the double armbands just because, like, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be like Tyran, bro. Like, it's all about, like, look good, feel good, play good. Bro, but I, I dyed my hair. Yeah, bro, I remember that. The honey badger. But, um, nah, I love the I love his game because he's always, he's ball hawking. He's always trying to yeah. get the ball. And, like, as a defensive player, it's like, all right, like, I'm not, they don't always score touchdowns. You don't get the glory all the time. But he's out there like, nah, I'm, I'm stripping this ball. I'm running it to the end zone. I'm going to spike it, like, because I'm like that. And, like, it's so dope. Like, he inspired me to, like, want to play more defense. I'm like, all right, I can still get my turnover, score, do all the things I want to yeah. do that I wouldn't he do. He really on brought to life what it was to to make turnovers in different ways and yeah. affect the game in more ways than one. Like, like I really didn't. I I, I watched him. Like I watched him force fumbles. I watched him strip guys. I watched him big hit sticks. I watched him catch interceptions. I watched him sack quarterbacks three times in a Remember game. Remember when he uh he ran into the backfield like strip sack the quarterback right from the quarterback ran into the end zone. I'm like bro, like I've never seen this before. Like I'm trying to do that. Yeah, we see guys like Jamal Adams, who yeah, is another just, version just of that a, type a new, of player, a, a do-everything guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, those guys are just so valuable on the defense, but just so valuable in the locker room and on the team. Uh, but Donovan, what about you? You know, uh, what were some of your football inspirations or some of your favorite players growing up? Word. So uh, my favorite player, like, of all time when I was growing up was Marshall Falk. Well, every, everything about everything about the way that he played the game just made me want to play so much. He was so elusive, um, and he wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the quickest guy, but he was just like a make-you-miss type of dude. And like growing up, I was like, you know, I'm not always going to be the fastest one out there, but I'm definitely going to get like as many yards as I can and make me look foolish while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, um, so Marshall Falk was definitely like my number one. After that, I go to the quarterback position, Mike Vick. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that goes. That goes without like we don't even got to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's like yeah. you know everybody's like, list. Every kid from every every black kid from the hood, yeah. like yeah, he was the first one for us, man. Like you right. know what I mean? That like we we got to see like in person that was doing it, like he was doing, doing it, it. Like, doing Vick. it and doing it and doing it. Well, Mike Vick was like. <laughs> He was so electric. And, like, all I was thinking about when I was watching Mike Vick is, like, yo, he's playing, like, pickup football out there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the same type Backyard of... Backyard football, yeah. strength is all crazy. Like, so he's, he's playing really tag. <laughs> Word, put the ball in his hands is nuts. It's nuts. So, he I mean, definitely like, uh, revolutionized the position of quarterback for sure. Like, and it's crazy to think that he played in the era where there wasn't, like, that much read option, like, stuff. I mean, they used him, like, for that in Philly later on. But, like... I'm going to let you know right now. If Michael Vick was playing in today's game, right. like as a rookie right now, like it would, his career would look a lot different because the way football's played, the like, receivers now, like he was throwing, the, he, he, they were a run, run heavy team, mm-hmm. and he just was known for having a strong arm and kind of being able to sling it if a guy was open. But they were work done. T.J. Duckett, like, <laughs> like. Michael Vick, like Algie Crumpler, like Algie. this is a, this is guys that are known for like like kind of smash mouth football. But Mike Vick, man, like thanks for bringing that man, up. I man, I always used to hate how in Madden 
They uh, disrespected Mike Vick with the QB vision back oh, in the yeah. day. Oh my god! They <laughs> 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 That's no, the it was bad skinny, bro. They made it. Got see the whole field. They had Mike Vick All looking at a little sliver between the first two oh, hashes. <laughs> You yeah. played defense in college, so yeah, like you can sure. talk to us a little bit True. about that defensive so, side. Of course, uh, my biggest inspirations on the defensive side of the ball, um, they would start with, I got three written down. They would start with Brian Dawkins. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a good guy. This guy, guy bring the boom, bro. Before the games, he would turn into Weapon X. Yeah, I remember that. X, that entrance he did, that uh, shit was crazy. The yeah, that, out, like, and really people don't different. understand that takes energy yeah, <laughs> to do bro, that pregame. You inspire your teammates. He's crawling like, out yeah. <laughs> onto the field with he, full pads on. He's like doing it forward, backwards, like literally acting like an animal. Like, like yo, I would be crazy. exhausted. And bro, like just think about like. How like if you're his teammate like you're like you know some games you not might as feel as charged up as other games mm-hmm. when you see this man crawling out the tunnel like that there's oh, no yeah, way nah, you got you got to do it no nah. like so that helps the team you have for you sure. have to have a guy like that for uh, sure um and then just to round it out I had to have Charles Woodson in there Charles Woodson was mm. was easily one of my favorites the way that he was just such a ball hawk and now that I mentioned ball hawk I might as well get into my third Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost disrespectful that we didn't mention him before at this point. Uh, <laughs> nah, it, it's not. I mean, because, there's you know, so I'm many players that so might be disrespectful like, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's just really about your preference. When personally. we talked about the question in the group chat, the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, who's the first guys you remembered liking? Like, yeah. who's the first guy? And that's why I said it was so weird that it was Keyshawn Johnson and Brian Erlacher because yeah. those aren't two of my top five favorite players or favorite players ever, but those are guys that I was just like, yo, first football memories, I just remember those guys. Yeah, that's fair. And, I mean, if we want to talk, like, more inspirational, like, my, like, just within my household, like, watching, watching my older brother and my, and my older cousin Nick, like, James and Nick were just like, they were always so, so much better than me. And it was like always a climb to get to them. And it was like, okay, they'll they'll make it to the they'll make it to the pros and I'll just have to like catch up. You right. know what I mean? Cause yeah. they were they were that, that good, good from such a young age. And that was something I always looked up to. It was like, all right, maybe and me and my brother, we we always talked about like playing on the same like college team and playing high school because we were always like close in age. So we're always just like, yo, we can't play the same position because if we ever want to do that, we can't, we can't <laughs> yeah. like be fighting for right. a spot. So like my brother was a running back. He was nasty. So I was like, all right, guess I'll play receiver. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't even block for him. He he can block for himself. <laughs> my cousin Nick was like uh, uh, something special to see. He's still to this day. The best football player I've seen, like with my own two eyes, like, like just like as far as like pure talent wise, like he's a guy that you put him on the field and you just know something special is gonna happen, whether it's on offense or defense. Like, yeah, I watched him three plays in a row. Uh, from the fifteen yard line, he got handed the ball off, eighty five yard touchdown, called back for holding, gets to get gets the ball again. 95-yard touchdown. Gets called back for a block in the back. 
Now they're on the one yard line. Give it to them again. Nine nine yard touchdown. I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> so I'm like, bro, you just you just ran like 300 yards and like you were ready to go again. Yeah, like, so, true. so um, big shouts to the to the family inspirations, Nick 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 Brown and James So and So and So, along with, you know, my dad's my dad's youngest brother is um he's in his 30s, so he I got to watch him along with my brother and Nick, and he was like. He was like this track star that was like super fast, but he loved hitting. So like, yeah, I feel like me and my brothers, we like we got like some of our mean streak from him because he was trying to take heads off when he was <laughs> out there, and that's what like I ended up being about when we got yeah, the ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to tell this story. First. So <laughs> I'll never forget this day. First day, no, yeah, first day of pads in like I think it might have been our sophomore year of high school, like. I personally, I played uh, football nap growing up, so I knew what he was about coming in. I'm like, I, I'm glad he's coming. I'm like, word. But nobody else knows this guy. They're like, all right, like, we got another player. Who cares? We got 100 dudes out here. Right? First first drill, naps lined up. And it's like a drill. Basically, it's like a wide receiver catches the screen, gets upfield. You got to make a move. You make the guy miss. And the defender's like five yards off. You got to make a play. Bro, naps on defense. I won't. I won't name drop this poor receiver that he punished. But ball snap, bro. This kid catches the ball, and as soon as he touches the ball, bro, nap just runs through his chest. Everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like the D coordinator is like, "Yo, it's a good fucking stick." Like no one had seen anyone get hit like this in preseason before. Like it just wasn't the level of intensity that kids were bringing. Especially because nap was getting bust from the hood to go to school. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, <laughs> He was, he was nobody on, ever seen me. He was play. on that Dorchester Eagles type. Only of time people that knew was the ones who knew. We couldn't really tell it like we knew how it was. We Bro, had to just let it happen. It was mad funny because from my perspective of that, it was just like, yo, the only people that was going crazy was like the black Mecca Word, kids. So like, like, the kids I, who knew yo, what to expect. When, yo, like, they was like, yo, I just remember. Like shocked, like. It was like you, Rashad came onto the field and snatched me off the field. <laughs> yeah. Jamel, Andrew James, and Kyle was just like grabbing each other. Like, yo. <laughs> yo. Like, definitely like brought the juice that year. Yeah, nah, that was, that was, those were good times though. And we were earning spots back then. So. We had, had to, to do we had to do yeah we definitely easily. had to do what had to be done. It was mad funny because I remember like somebody I, I think it was Cappy under his breath he's like that's not the drill and then he was like who cares hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. we booming shit we, we hitting my fucking <laughs> <right>? <laughs> like, that's what matters be happy do you want me to play soft or do you want me to show you what I'm coming with like it's really that simple it but, always uh, has been yeah man who y'all like to watch these days though no um quickly before we get into that Donovan um oh yeah. You you um did you have any inspirations growing up around like um where where you were from like any anybody back home? Yeah yeah for sure. Uh, number one was my brother Curb. He uh he's ten years older than me, and so like he put a ball in my hand when I was like seven. Um and you know he like I would just throw the ball like as far as I could, and like that's when I knew like oh all right I was built a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, just playing tackle football and everything like that. Watching him play tackle football, he'd take me to the high school on Saturdays and, like, all his friends. 
would go and play tackle football with no pads or whatever. Because, like, he didn't even play on a team. That, Yo, that, no, that okay. shit is reckless, by the way. Playing right. tackle football with <laughs> yeah. no pads, Oh, nah, bro? I did that. I de- Yo, definitely did we that. We all have now. done that. But, uh, like, it, yo, when you think about it, it's reckless to do that. so reckless. Because we would do like, it on I almost the, broke my neck. We would do that on the concrete, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember <laughs> we would do it on, like, wood chips, like, wherever. And I remember, like, I remember... We like when if we were happening to play on some turf, like it was good. Like you knew no one was gonna get hurt because like we're playing <laughs> on turf. Good about we're it. good. But like if it was we're, on the concrete, wood chips, you knew somebody was going home with the scrapes that day. For sure ski. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, uh I mean, so just just starting out playing unorganized, like pickup football, bro, and just like feeling the 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 adrenaline that would flow through your system when you know you that guy out there bro, on the that field, adrenaline hits like, different nah, yeah, there's nothing like that that it's was really addicting nothing. that was addicting and so I like that, and you bro. were always like kind of the guy so like definitely just, you just know that, you're about to go out there and do your thing that, bro. having that reassurance yeah. though like that like i know probably for you like if you had a bro- if you had your brother at, at a game or like it, like when the folks are there you just Sorry, like yo yeah, let's bro. turn it on it's time like, for me when i seen pops out there it was like i right, pops is here it's time to make it happen because mm-hmm. my pops like when he came to the game he obviously was there for me but like he literally like treats all my friends and calls all of y'all his nephews. So yeah, like he uncled all like, of us like, too. Yo, he oh, would come to the game. And <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be sitting in the car and he'd be like, "Yo, Moo, you played all right today, but Jermel was out there dominating that front line. Like yeah. like y'all wouldn't have done nothing without him to." And he would just break down things so simple. He's like, "Yo, yeah. you got to look at how nephews just." taking on two blocks at once and he he opened my mind up to to more things so i, I shout out to pops for like just embracing like all my friends absolutely yeah and, your pops embracing like love, pops. yeah, yeah like pops, he showed bro. real Yo. genuine love to pops like, pops got us oh uh, uh, uh he got us into a spread offense like yeah. and, like through a parent meeting like he was like yo we we gotta find a way to get all our guys the ball we got a bunch of kids that are really good like we got to do something with this and we ended up, you know, turning our season around that year and doing a lot. Definitely. Yeah, it's crazy for me. Uh, you know, back when I, because I started coming up. Obviously, I'm I'm a older brother to Chase, my little brother, and he only plays basketball. So, uh, my pops played football back in the day, but I was really just looking at Madden. And and my friends around the way. And, and you was a hooper too. Yeah, don't don't it, just oh, say yeah. it. Nah, nah, nah. Hoop, hoop, ball is life. <laughs> don't sleep. Yo, my drop step, man. If any of y'all played on the court, I mean the elbows, the drop step, man, it could get crazy. But nah, I knew football was real when I came to play for the Dorchester Eagles with Naps Pops. And up until that point, I had played played with predominantly white teams and I was totally fine with that played in Braintree and um but going to Dorchester and playing was a different animal yeah these dudes were first of all I'm playing with the oldest dudes and I'm 13 so these dudes are 15 16 years old off of weight so it's just like yeah and I was big boy back then and I was getting fucked up every (laughs) play bro they had me a center I ain't never played center only position I played up to that point was nose guard and I was out there, bro. I went home one day, like right before um the summer ended. I was like, Ma, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> That's mad funny because I had a day of Pop Warner practice where I felt that same way, bro. Our coaches, bro, I forget what, like why they had us do this, but we had like lost the game. They're like, y'all can't tackle. So we're going to do tackling drills. There's a 
whole day. And I'm like, all right, I'm thinking we're going to like actively try to like tackle each other. Like people are going to like be actively playing, bro. They had us stand there like dummies, bro. While our opponent, our teammates would form tackle us to the ground. So I'm like, literally I have to stand there while this kid tackles me to the ground. I'm like, bro, I hated that shit. So my mom picks me up that day. I'm mad. Like, this is like one of my first seasons of football. I'm like, I don't even want to play no more. They got me out here like a dummy. Like, this is some bull. But, like, honestly, like, <laughs> it's just like you have those dog days in football where, like, yeah. you hate that shit. You're just like, why am I even out here? But, like, Word. you out, you push through and, like, because the highs are way better than the lows in football. Yeah. So you just got to eat that. But I'll never forget those days where it's like, yo, why do I even play? Like, <laughs> why am I out here? Like, nah, I feel you 100%. I remember, like, being pop warner i think it was like fifth or sixth grade i got back from like a shitty ass practice and i was just staring at myself in the mirror like, <laughs> like, like who did i think i was bro like like 11 years old staring myself in the mirror like yo you got this like like don't worry about it this is just a bump in the road like you got this shit bro Facts, like bro it's, and it's, it's crazy because like looking at my football like career throughout my whole life it's like there's so few kids who like stick to it and, like, the people who do, it's like, you know they love that shit because yeah. it's so, it's such a grind. It's like, you get hurt. You know, almost know you're going to get hurt. It's like, bro, like, it's a certain type of person who's a football yeah, player. I think you're touching on a great point. Being a football player is such a unique experience for yeah. life. Not just for play, the sake of playing the game or anything, but you need talking about getting 100 guys on the field. And every coach is going to say this, but getting 100 guys on the field fighting towards the same goal. And going through the grind of workouts, lifts, runs, waking up at 5 a.m., getting home late, watching oh, film, God. all of it, all of those things that you do to make that work directly translates into the rest of our lives yeah. and the things that we do and how we operate now. That right. discipline comes from football because <laughs> nobody football, wanted bro. to run sprints. Nobody wanted to like, bear crawl. go to the gym. Bro, like... bear crawls are the worst punishment ever. Ever. I, I literally tried so hard in football. Because I never wanted to get punished for bear crawls with bear crawls. Every yeah, coach knew it was my weakness. That's mad funny. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> my shoulders, something in my shoulders just be given out. But it's definitely worth it, uh, the experience overall. Yeah, for sure. You learn. There's one thing I, I, I always remember, like, in college, one of my coaches would be like, yo, there's always going to be pain. It's either going to be the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And it's like, so if we're practicing this week and we don't give it our all, we're going to lose, and it's going to be the pain of regret. Damn, yeah. we should have practiced harder. But if we give ourselves the pain of discipline, if we push ourselves to the limit every day this week, then, I mean, there's no way we're going to feel bad. I mean, we're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, football just taught me, like, the value of hard work. Like, you see the progress that you make, and, like, you see it, um, like, whatever it was, Monday through Thursday, right? And then on Friday, talking about, like, high school football, like, you saw – all the work that you put in on Friday when you was blown by people, when you was making the right when read. You, the work. best, yo, one of the best things as a football player is making the play that, like, you've been practicing all week. Like, because, you know, in football, you're watching the reps. It's yeah. week in, week out. You know what your opponent's going to do. So you're waiting for that play where it's your time to capitalize. And when it comes and you make that play, that's, like, the sweetest thing as a football player because that's preparation meeting opportunity. Like, absolutely. Right. Like, it's perfect. There's nothing like game day when you hit your favorite move and it works and right. you make a play or you score bro, or whatever, that, bro. Oh, defensive line when we were. Yeah, junior. that's what I was, bro. That D line. I just remember our all games. When we, were, games, like, yeah. we played, we played D line and yo, 
our D coordinator in high school just gave us so much freedom to do whatever we wanted because we all were on our shit 100% of the time. And we we came to practice with the same attitude we brought to the game mm-hmm. every single week. So our defensive, our defensive coordinator was like, yo, y'all do y'all like. Y'all want to twist? Y'all want to y'all want to end Word. the a gap? Y'all want to do whatever? Y'all want to get into a stance? Y'all like y'all y'all, you want to get in the two point stance? You want to stand up a little like, bit? You want to stand up? Do what you do because <laughs> we know at the end of the day, if it's one on one, it's it's Word. it's barbecue chicken time for whoever is out there. Like he Fish had that. Food. When you have coaches that have that confidence in you right. too, like it makes you play so much. Like. You have like so much freedom because you're not thinking while you're playing. You're just going out there and just playing and just doing everything that you've been doing your whole life. For you, because at the end of the day, it's just a game. I mean, you're having fun, so you should be out there having fun. You shouldn't be worrying about, oh, is my coach gonna pull me? Like, which kind of gets us to the point of like how they're kind of treating Tua in Miami. I mean, right? I mean, but they kind of had to pull him. I mean, for what they wanted to happen, Tua wasn't going to finish the game the way they wanted. And it's like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, although he may not have been known as like the most consistent quarterback, if you're looking on a 16-game basis, I mean, his highs are up there with some great quarterback highs. Yeah, Like, he has had some electric games where he's thrown for five tutties, over 400 yards passing. Like, you know the guy can sling the rock. Uh, when he needs to, but he's a gunslinger. He's one of those guys. He's gonna put the ball out there. Sometimes, you know, mistakes will happen. But um, in that moment, you know, he really did need that push. So, as we get into that, looking at the playoff uh, picture, and the Dolphins are one of those teams fighting for a spot. Obviously, this QB situation is difficult. You can't go into the playoffs uh, using two quarterbacks, or can you? Do you guys think this is something that? They'll go back to if uh, not only week seventeen if they and then if they make it into the playoffs. Do you think it's something they'll uh, that'll be a trend for them? I think uh, I think this this is what they're gonna do. Um, I think Brian Flores is is pretty comfortable with the idea of of having a quote unquote starter and reliever. Um, the starter this week being two of the reliever uh, we would presume being Fitzpatrick like and. If they're winning, then I'll shut up. But at the end of the day, bro, like I've never seen that work. I have never seen a two quarterback system work out right. in the NFL. Um, I understand it to a degree because like we're talking about Tua, he's a rookie quarterback. Um, you don't want to put him in positions that are gonna cause him to regress in his in his progress. So you you can have Ryan Fitzpatrick there to save the day and win the game. Because that's the overall objective. It's not necessarily just about developing Tua. The only issue that I really take with it, though, is like, damn, if you're, if you're Tua, we threw you in week four or five. I think it was week five. Week five. Um, they were three and two at the time. Three yeah, and two. And, like, we're a winning team. And we said, okay, we're going to give you the keys. Um, and you had won, what, four? You had won four or five games at that point. Like he's building up confidence, and now we're doing this thing where we had we we said we had a starting quarterback, and now we're gonna pull him in the fourth quarter when it's time to go. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Um, but obviously, winning solves a lot of problems. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to say it's a, a bad call when you you get the win, you put yourself in a position to make the playoffs, you control your own destiny. 
uh, if you beat Buffalo this week. Um, you know, long-term may not be the best for Tua's development. I think they did this because Brian Flores must, obviously he must have a personal relationship with Tua and everybody in that organization, um, you know, probably has grown to know him extensively. Uh, they must assume Tua's character uh, makes him a type of person that this would work with. I think that, that's valid. I, I mean, that part of it right there. I mean, if he's the type of person who's going to be like re- reject this fact that he's set, sat down, you need to learn from it. I mean, I think he's capable of learning from it. He's also played with good quarterbacks at Alabama where he yeah. was with Jalen Hurts in that awkward situation where they're both capable. I mean, it's a different situation, but it's still very similar. Yeah, It's similar in a way. So I think he's used to this position that he's in and i think that he'll learn from getting sat down however i don't think it's sustainable and for this playoff run i mean depending on what happens in this next game he could come out and he could play the up to standard and there's no need for the relief as donovan said because that's kind of how it is because they want to start him they want to to develop but if he's playing to the point where he's hurting the team then they have to get him out of there which is understandable from a coaching perspective but at the same time, long term, you can't continue to just switch your quarterback. It's not gonna work. So, um, now do you uh like talking about talking about Tua winning this game? Uh, do you think the Dolphins are gonna beat the Bills this week? No, I don't think they'll beat the Bills. Um, the Dolphins are a very good football team. Um, for them this year, it was just a year of, okay, we made the playoffs. Now let's grow off of this. Nobody's expecting the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. They don't have enough talent offensively to do it this year. With that being said, they have a defense that they can fall back on that that has been amongst the best in the league this entire year. So, um Josh Allen's going to have to worry about having a little bit more pressure on him this week. He's going to have to worry about going up against better defensive backs this week. You know, he, he he's going to be very confident, and the Bills are going to be on their high horse coming off of beating New England twice in the regular season, and they're on a they're on a what like five game win streak or something like that. So, um, I think the Bills are going to take this game. Um, that has that has nothing to do with Miami's quarterback situation mm-hmm. or anything. They're just a better team. Yeah. They're on a roll. Um, they have they they know what they want to do. And Miami's still in this area where they're they don't know what the best direction is to go. Is is it to start the vet or is it to give the young guy a chance to see if he's ready for that big moment? So we'll see. But I'm going with the Bills for now, Don. Devon, who are you uh, choosing for this game? Yeah, relating to Nap, I would definitely go with the Bills. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, they're good, but like he said, they're, no one's expecting them to win the Super Bowl. No one's expecting them to even beat the Bills. I'm not expecting them to beat the Bills. The Bills are rolling right now. The Bills are looking like the team to beat in the AFC East. They are the team to beat in the AFC East. Going into the playoffs in the AFC, who do you guys see stopping the Bills? I mean... The Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. That's the yeah, only that's one. The, that's the yeah. easy answer. I mean, I, it's not even that it's the only one. I mean, we've seen Buffalo lose, the, lose well, games. Well, this here, year. Here's the thing, too. 
the Tennessee Titans are a team that can slow the game down for the Bills, and you know they're, they're only the Bills are they're relying on their offense. You know they have a good defense. Don't get me wrong, but they're known for putting up points and having Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and all these other guys that they're getting the ball and getting in the end zone. So I think they're one of those teams for like the playoffs at least. It's like they can get anyone. So I mean the Chiefs are definitely my favorite, but. The Bills are a team to watch for me, for sure, out of the AFC. Josh Allen has been lights out yep. <laughs> the past few games. He had that little slump in the middle of the season. But other than that, bro, he's been just lights just at word. That's all it is. <laughs> My second year in the league. Let me just. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, growing pains. <laughs> Crazy, bro. I, th- I think I saw the stats today or something like that. It was like 47 touchdowns. Or no, 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 no. Um, Maybe it was like. What was it? 40, 40 touchdowns, forty seven hundred yards, and the only two other people that were near him were Pat Mahomes, and um, oh my gosh, Why am I Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yes. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, dude is balling for sure. Um, it'll be a good game to watch. I do think the Bills will come out on top. Um, the my Dolphins still can miss the postseason. Can they? Um, Who they has can, to lose? So, based on the scenarios, uh, if they got a loss from the Ravens, the Browns, the Titans, or the Colts, then they would still get in. If those other from, four teams, from any, if any of those teams lose, they're in. Yep. Okay. the 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 Ravens are playing the Browns this week, aren't they? No, the no, Browns. The Steelers, they, the Steelers are playing, playing the, Browns. the Browns. Steelers playing the Browns. Okay, that's a. It's gonna be a good one. So, um. You know, there's still a way for them to make it in, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm interested to see what happens with uh, Tua and Fitzpatrick. Um, I ultimately think if they win this game and they do have to put Fitzpatrick in, what decision do you make in the playoffs? At that point, then you would just have to continue to, like, I would not go with Fitz. I think you would continue to... To rotate him in? To Yeah, bro, because, I mean... Two is gonna benefit from the playoff experience. I don't think that's what you're concerned about. Yeah, in the playoffs, you can you like yo. Anybody can win. Like we always say, anybody can win. You know, you ain't got to be the better team overall. You got to be better for sixty minutes or whatever it is. So, if they can be better for that game, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is the way they can be better, then um, and he finishes out week seventeen. That 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 would I think you'd have to go with that one. But um. Hopefully they don't have to. Uh, hopefully Tua can get the ball down the field. Ultimately, that's the problem. Uh, he's averaging 6.26 yards per attempt on the season. Uh, and I think that's one of the lowest among among current quarterbacks. And um, so it'll be an interesting game to watch, to say the least. Uh, but a couple of other stories that have come up across the NFL, as everyone has heard, uh, Dwayne Haskins has been released from the Washington football team. Uh, can't say it's a surprise. Uh, yeah, he, was, he was up in the club, you know. No mask. Thing. I mean, yeah, after Matt. a loss, not a great look for yeah. a franchise or a supposed franchise quarterback. It's not a great look. But I honestly think people are giving him a lot of heat, bro. And he is not performing up to the level, like up to expectations. So it's like he deserves it. But I think that he's not done for. Like no. a lot of people are looking at him like a – 
Jamarcus Russell. Like, I don't think oh, that's no, him. They're, they're tagging him like that right now. Yeah, and, and like you can tell that they're trying to get him that out of here. Like, they're trying, trying to get him, him out, out of here. here. Dwayne Haskins, I don't think he's a Jamarcus Russell. I think he's going to learn from this and like benefit. And I think that he has a bright future in the NFL because he's talented. I mean, he can play, but. It's just a learning curve. He's only 23. Look, he's a, that's what I'm saying. He's a young buck. For he's real, a young bro. buck. He was he up caught in up in the NFL bro, that's lifestyle. So funny, got bro. some money. <laughs> and, you know, he, it's, it's, a, it's a discipline thing. Um, you know, he's got to understand the circumstances, especially with the COVID year. This isn't like when you're talking about Ron Rivera who was fighting cancer. I think that was a big thing. You yeah. know, Dwayne Haskins. Like, you understand the circumstances of uh, – the team you're working in and the environment you're in, yeah. you have to put yourself in a position to not only be a better football player, but grow and be a better man going yeah. forward for you to lead a team. You're a quarterback. So face of the franchise. Yeah. It's not to say that's not in him. He just has not showed it. It hasn't been a, a right. An example and that correlated with time. his poor performance on the field. Yeah. But the thing that is crazy to me though, Washington, they spent a first-round pick on him not more than two years ago, and they're so ready to release him. That's crazy to me, considering hey, that they're man. about to make a push for the playoffs. Like, they can go to the playoffs and do their thing. And I don't even – Alex Smith is injured right now. They have another guy who that they consider would be better than Dwayne Haskins right now, and that's crazy. Yeah, they got a practice squad guy they had come in. Uh, for the game, and I mean that speaks volumes to how they feel about Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and I think that's a bad look. That's a really bad look for him and his next opportunity. But I think that a team, I don't, I can't really say right now, but I think he can definitely find his way onto an NFL roster. Yeah, he might not be a long time starter, but man, backups make a lot of money, and backups travel yeah. the league, and he'll he'll get his opportunities, I believe. Right. Hey, Amen. What he does with them is, you know, it is what it is from there. But right. I'm sure this has been some sort of wake up call. Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine you leave this situation. You're feeling good about where you're at. Right. Yeah. Because, I <laughs> so. mean, he's he went to Ohio State. He was a top tier quarterback. He is a top tier quarterback. He just has to show that in the NFL, I think. So I think uh, another point was, I guess he's, he's from the DMV. Or he's from Baltimore. Yeah, being home. And, and so, like, not like being home and, like, you have so much other shit to deal with when you're home around, like, mm-hmm. just fam and, like, all your all your boys and shit like that. Like, as soon as you get really out there and now it's just, like, work. Yeah. And, like, whatever else you can get into. But everything's fresh and new. Like, I think that'll be huge for him. Like, I don't think he's written off at all. And I hate the Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus Russell comparison because, like, I think that's completely unfair. Yeah, it's very unfair. Definitely, definitely. He's a, he's a young guy. I think uh, he still has some potential. It's hopefully a team invests in him. Going back to some of the games from Week 16, um, specifically Christmas, uh, you know, the Saints had a great Christmas. Alvin Kamara tied a rushing TD record with six touchdowns in a game. Now, with, the, with the red and green cleats, too. Hey, Looking bro, clean. With the Christmas cleats. And I think the NFL was, hot. like, saying something about how they were going to find him for it. And he was like, yeah, whatever they find me, I'll match it and, like, yep, donate and it donated. to some charity. Like, whatever. Word, like, man. I know y'all got sponsors or whatever, but you know what? <laughs> 
I ball out, man. Yeah. I does and it's this. crazy. He did his thing. He like, I mean, look good, feel good, play good. Yo, bro. I wouldn't find him just for the fact that you ate like that, bro. Six bro. touchdowns. That was incredible, bro. That was insane, bro. One of the best performances uh, I've ever witnessed from a running back or any football player in general. Um, yeah, so he, he bugged out. Um, but you know. Shout out to Alvin, man. Shout out to Alvin Kamara, man. Yo, I tweeted you before the game. <laughs> Said, yo, I got faith in you. Yeah, before. it's crazy because I'm sure he definitely wants somebody some bread and fantasy. What? Oh, oh, somebody. Look to the man oh. to your left. Oh, somebody. Oh, oh tell us about oh, it. Oh, all right. So, you know, I oh, had Oh, yeah, to... Donovan, you can tell him. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Did you play fantasy this, this yeah. past weekend, Jarrell? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's right. We played each other. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I drafted Alvin Kamara with the sixth pick. Uh, that means there's five losers that decide to pass on him before me. Wow. I was one of them. Y'all was wilding. <laughs> Dummies. Wilding 2020. I won the fantasy league. Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns before I know it. I'm dancing, doing the gritty in my living room. <laughs> 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 Yo, it was it was wild up in there, man. I knew it was over. Look, man, it was uh very unfortunate. Fortunately, I'm in four fantasy leagues, and I won two of them. And I may not have beat Donovan, but uh, I made a pretty penny from uh, fantasy football. Good so for you, man. You know all the ladies that wonder why <laughs> <laughs> I do this. <laughs> Men participate in this fake football. Because it's real money <laughs> that I'm going to take you out with. <laughs> he said that. Speaking of money, Russell Okung, bro, yeah. he get... All right, so there was an article. It's to, it said that he was getting half of his NFL salary in Bitcoin, but that turned out to not be true. He's actually just going to take half of his $13 million NFL salary and purchase... million dollars worth of bitcoin with it so when i saw this i absolutely just had to throw it to the group chat because i'm like bro do y'all see this like why would he do this is this good is this bad and i spoke to my boy liam shout out to my boy liam bruno he was like honestly at the end of the day you can't say whether it's good or bad because he's just investing the money like they could absolutely like the value in bitcoin could go up and he could look like a genius 10 years from now. Yeah. Or the value could go down. And now 6.5 million is less. Yeah. And so the idea that he's willing to invest it is cool. And I think that more NFL players should invest in things that could potentially earn them money in the future. But when I saw that he was willing to invest such a <laughs> great amount, I was like, all right, this is weird. And then also I 50%? saw, bro, he's like, tweeting like a bunch like trying to get other people to do it and if other people buy it then the well, yeah, value maybe, increases. maybe he did that research so i mean shout out to him for trying to do his thing i mean i'm, I'm sure a few years from now we'll definitely be able to say whether or not this is a good <laughs> idea but shout out to him for trying to pull the trigger 6.5 mil in bitcoin yeah. let's see what happens he could turn that. I mean, imagine if Bitcoin did what it did before with the with the big jump it had. Yeah. If it did that one more gain, one more gain, one more gain for him. Shit could get and real interesting. Yeah, and I'm sure that this isn't his first contract, so I'm sure he has money to oh, like. Nah, yeah, he's been in the league for a while. fucking play with. So yeah. 
Good for him. Yeah, it's crazy. These dudes got 6.5 mil yeah. to play with. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Let me just go on some Bitcoin a little bit, do a little something-something. But, hey, man, uh, we also found out about the Pro Bowl rosters uh, most recently. Um, you know, of course, every year there are a couple of snubs. Uh, but in general, uh, a lot of the guys who should have made it did make it. Um, you know, the usuals who definitely should have been there, Pat Mahomes in the AFC, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson at quarterback in the NFC. They had Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray at quarterback. Uh, there are a couple snubs, I think, in the receiver category. Uh, or you could say they're snubs. Uh, it kind of depends on who you talk to. Um but we in the AFC, we have Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Brown. And then in the NFC, we have Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson. Do you think that Calvin Ridley, Donovan, uh, was snubbed? Calvin Ridley, I think he came out the gate blazing hot, right? Like two touchdowns the first two games. Um, or four touchdowns, I should say, over the first two games, like over 100 yards each game, mm -hmm. killing it. Um, and then I think just like the, the performance of the Atlanta team yep. had a big role in it because he is obviously like talented, super talented. I think his route running is really up there. Um, just the little shit that he does in between, like getting to his spot, um, That'll make the DB swing his hips open or, or uh, you know, try something else. Um, I don't think he was snubbed, though, to to be honest. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was snubbed either. I think the guys that made it were the guys that were supposed to make it. Yeah. Um, you're talking about Devontae. That's a shoe win. DeAndre Hopkins was killing it the entire year. Like. Mm -hmm. Justin um, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Yo, talk about, like, splashing onto the scene. Like, he really took over a, a run-heavy Vikings offense and put in 1,000 yards. And became the number one, quote-unquote. I, I think he's more of a number one than Thielen. I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Became the number one in a, in a situation where Thielen was the man the past four years with a guy like Stefan Diggs next to him, who we are seeing now is like, shit, this guy might be top four, top five, top three. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a tough call. I think uh, A.J. Brown is a tough call because we know he's such a dynamic receiver. He's a big play threat. And, um, you know, when we look at uh, some of the numbers there, I mean, Ridley obviously being in a more pass-heavy offense has more opportunities, one could say. Uh, still had 82 catches, 1,300 yards, 9 touchdowns. And then A.J. Brown, uh, 924 yards, 10 touchdowns, 60 catches. So it's a tough call. Um, I think uh, A.J. Brown has been dominant over the season, I, but I think Ridley has been uh, pretty consistent Uh on an overall basis, not to say that AJ Brown hasn't been, but you know, he's proven himself to be a number one receiver. Uh, Julio hasn't played a ton this year. And, um, when he has, he's been effective with him or without him. Um, but yet, you know, some may not necessarily say it's a snub. I just think if there was an extra spot, uh, I would give it to Calvin Ridley in that receiver spot. Yeah. 
Yeah, otherwise, I mean, a lot of the the regulars um, are on the list. Shout out guys like Darren Waller. Uh, Absolutely. You know, Darren making Waller. the Pro Bowl. I mean, he's shown himself to be clearly a, one of the top tight ends in the game, and he's not even really used as a tight end with that Raiders offense. Uh, they use him like a receiver. So, you know, that's great to see, especially hearing about his story and um, everything he's been through. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that hit rock bottom and is just – sort his way back up um and out of that i mean it's an inspiration to all of us he's so dynamic as a pass catcher Super dynamic yeah like he's a mismatch problem with everyone on the defense mm-hmm. he's a number one receiver playing tight end quite literally he could be a number one receiver on almost any team in the nfl if you yeah. put him out wide easy and he plays tight end for the raiders so it just goes to show you what John John Gruden tries to do and how he tries to scheme things differently and what he how he develop how he sees talent. He's a, he's a good uh, he has a good eye for talent. Yeah, Darren Waller run a four four too. Yeah, he's a, he's a freak athlete. At six six two fifty five, he's a freak. That's he's nuts. A freak, he's a freak athlete. Bro. Six six two fifty five run a four four and can and can like windmill a basketball. That sound like a young LeBron or something like that, bro. Lock. Wait, hold on. Or Raggy? Can we go can we go back to to talking about snubs real quick? Yeah, stock snubs. God. How do y'all feel Speak about this? Speak your truth. How do y'all feel about this? Robert Tanyan. Can we can we talk about that name real quick, Jamel? Yeah, we can we can uh, talk about a Robert Tanyan. Was he a snub? Listen, oh. listen. Who are the who are the NFC tight ends oh. that went in above him? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we? All right, all right, all right, all right. You see what I'm talking <laughs> about? Evan Ingram uh, is the second tight end selected to the NFC Pro Bowl. Who's the first? T.J. Hawkinson. Okay. <laughs> Under both, both very understandable. No, Evan Ingram not as much if you're comparing him to Rob Tanyan. Evan Ingram had 60 catches this year for 637 yards in a touchdown. One touchdown. One touchdown. I'm giving it to the man with 12 tubs. Yeah, you gotta give it no, to the guy with 12 no. tubs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's about what it. the I, I hell? Know, I had to take a <laughs> yeah. second look at it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's a snub if I've ever heard one. Yeah, nah, that's um, that's just being biased. Come like on, Evan man. Ingram's very good, but but if if Tanya has eleven touchdowns and and just even ha- how many ten yards touchdowns this year? So five hundred sixty-eight yards, fifty catches. So I think ten less catches. And um, I think 130 100, or so less yards. But nine more touchdowns? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's a snub. I mean, he's not better than Waller or, yeah, or, yeah, or Kelsey, yeah. but he's in the NFC. Or he's not better than Hawkinson either. But he's a very he's very good. Yeah, he's a he's very, very good tight he's end. a very good tight end. He's and young too. I he, think and, and I do season. believe he got snubbed. If you know, if if Evan Ingram oh. does not has one touchdown on the year, I'm sorry. 
Uh, he didn't have 12 this year. He had 10. He had yeah, 10. Yeah, but yeah, 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 sorry. Still, 10 to 1. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Yeah, Nine taking, more I'm touchdowns. Getting back to what you were talking about. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Urban Meyer. Huge fan of Urban Meyer. I love Huge everything. Urban Meyer guy. Love everything he stands for. He's a winner. He's a great coach. He's great talent evaluator. And he knows how to coach guys who can play the game. So with that being said, I don't see him failing per se in in the NFL because he's a great football mind and he, I would say it it just be a tough situation to go into Jacksonville right now because because What's your Trevor what, Lawrence? Is that is that you go your from goal? there? You just take that and go from there. <laughs> go from there. Yeah. <laughs> you look at you're looking at him. You're probably thinking, is that the answer to their team though? Is now, that that's is that a is, good question? So is Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback the answer to the problem that they have? Jacksonville has a whole lot of problems. Especially on their defensive side of the football. Um, offense, defense, but uh, they have a gem in James Robinson, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who's been one of the best p- pieces of any team this year. Um, over a thousand rushing yards, uh, almost broke the record for most rushing yards by an undrafted rookie. But he's not playing this week. I think he's only down by like fifty yards. So I know that kind of sucks for him. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of problems on offense, defense. Obviously, they're not going to go with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Uh, they have Chark at wide receiver, mm-hmm. a nice young guy. LaVisca Chenault Jr. as well yep. is another key piece for them on the offensive side. Uh, was one of the key receivers targeted in the draft last year. And uh, defensively, they have a whole lot of problems. That's uh, that's that's what I was kind of going to get to because, like, I agree. It would be really tough to go into Jacksonville if you're urban Meyer, not because like there's anything wrong, like structurally with like the offense, but the defense is in shambles. Yeah. Shambles. That secondary is, is tough to watch to it, say the least. It's easy to build an offense when you have a defensive backbone. It's hard to build a team when you don't have either. Right. Word. And um, even just looking at Joe Burrow, like the situation he was thrown in, like, we, he had talent at receiver, though. He, he, he had a lot of talent re- around him. Jags have talent at receiver. Yeah, LaVisca Chanel and Shark Not even good, that. But I'm just saying the O-line, the defense, like high-scoring games, throwing the ball 60 times. like, And we knew when he got to the Bengals that that's the position they were going to put him in. And it was just like, all right, well, hopefully you keep him healthy. And you didn't because you don't have an O-line to take care of the quarterback that you got. And Jaguars, the Jaguars don't have that either. So they got a they got a whole lot of problems. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's gonna go in there and solve a ton, uh, you know, in terms of making them like a playoff team. But you know, I'm hey, I'm sure he'll put on a show at the I very agree. least. Uh, Sunshine, you know, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. The kid can like he can play ball like for sure. Yeah, he can hoop. I gotta give a shout out to my man's uh, Skyler Bell, my man's shout O'Shea Bell. Yep, 
Uh, he's going to Wisconsin. Uh, couldn't be proud. Couldn't be any more proud. That's uh, that's some fire. He's gonna he's gonna play D one football out there and go to work. I'm sure man. he's gonna kill that shit. So yeah. sh- shout out, bro. Good shit. Shout out, little bro. For sure, man. That's gonna be exciting. Uh, I mean, hopefully, uh, in terms of like the COVID situation. Oh, gone, also, that's better, quickly before we end it off, shout out to AJ Dillon. Great week from him. True. Um, yeah. 125, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Former BC running um, back. Former BC running back, Connecticut guy. Uh, went to high school in, at Lawrence Academy in Massachusetts in Groton. Wow. Um, couple guys from our area went to high school with him. Very good guy. Great player. Um, shout out to him for having his breakout performance. Word. In the snow. Terrible yeah. Lambo leap. Oh, <laughs> <Lambo>. <laughs> but but we gonna work on that. Yeah, we gonna work pr- on that. He got that some AJ. practice before the fans get yeah, there. He got it, some it, practice. We gonna give you. We gonna there. cut you a little snack, a little slack because it was snowing out. But Yo, did y'all uh, hear about uh, Johnny Football joining uh, the fan controlled football league? Yeah, yeah. They and this be- is and this is where we end the episode, um, ladies and gentlemen. This has been <laughs> Zone <laughs> Zone Talk Zone Talk Zone Talk Zone Talk. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to episode three of the Zone Talk podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, uh, rate us on all of our podcast hosting services. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on all of our socials at Zone Talk Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And to take you guys out, we're going to play Top Speed by Super Smash Bros. Alejandro Blanco and Wiz Dakota. Hope you enjoy. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't got to hide it if you want to let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spot's like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low Rich or poor, I'm still gon' live by the same code Off the tone, it's how to think how I got home I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those I got drugs up in my system, I might go off, hey Quarter on the beat, I told him go off I ain't never been the type to show off And I ain't never pressed or make me go off eh. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed But still my bike crib from north up to prospect Kill these niggas, bite me hard, I feel like holy Feel these niggas flex, too hard, they care about hoes, for real yeah. Top speed, O-D, low key on me Top speed, O-D, low key Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah.